When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk Radio 77. WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Oh, you know, this thing. George. I didn't go in the water. Millions of people didn't go in the water. Millions. Richard Dreyfus, of course, the star of the movie, but C. Lewis for $64,000 was what late great actor played the sheriff in that little town? Roy Scheider. Very good. Very good. Name the captain. Oh, he was a great actor too. Damn yeah, it, he, he was, was. a... Oh, he was great. He played. It was three great actors, but he. Yeah, had, we he, had Scheider, Dreyfus, and the captain was a great actor. Yep. What was his name again? You uh, forgot too. Now I have to. <laughs> yeah, I know you forgot, but he was. He was in a ton of movies. It was a great movie, and and now it looks like uh, they got a big shark issue on Long Island. I think it's Suffolk County. Okay, I got it. Who was okay. it? What's his name? Robert Shaw. Yes, Robert Shaw. Very good. Scheider, Dreyfus, and Shaw. Shaw. You know, Dreyfus is all pissed off, too, about this nonsense where, like, every movie has to have a black person, a gay person. A... Shut up. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, it was, it was great. We He's... played the cuts. Yes. Good for him. So, uh, Suffolk County, I believe, they spotted a school of 50 sharks by Robert Moses, and I believe two teens got attacked on the island this weekend. Good thing Pete King doesn't go in the water. <laughs> well, does he? Pete, do you go in the ocean over there? My God, it's like Jaws on Long Island. No, they wouldn't dare take me on. Uh, I'm uh, all set to take on 50 sharks, 100 sharks. I can even take on Sid Rosenberg. But uh, also, notice they're out in Suffolk. They wouldn't come into Nassau. Bruce Blakeman's, you know, all set to do battle with them. So you know, it's funny no you say that. No, it's true. that they, For some reason, all these shark sightings and all these issues are in Suffolk and not Nassau. Is there any explanation for that or no? Uh, yeah, I said Bruce Blakeman's a tough county executive. No one's going to cross the border with him, you know. <laughs> tough guy. We, we, have, we, we have good, you know, good border security in Nassau County. But on a serious note, it does. Um, yeah. It doesn't look. I know there was a, a two teens got attacked on Long Island. I think a teen got attacked in Florida. And this is a time of year where you know you guys count on tourism. This doesn't. Yeah. This isn't helping, right? No, it certainly doesn't help. And, again, apparently these were not serious wounds, but it's easy to say when you're not the one being bitten by a shark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, again, this is a whole change that has to be monitored, watched. I, yeah, I, I wish I had answers, but let the record show. When I was in Congress, this never happened. That's right. So you believe that the sharks actually knew you were in Congress or they know Bruce Blakeman is an Nassau County executive, and the sharks know this, and that's why they're staying away because you believe this, 
It's good that you are retired, Pete. Just, just between you and I. No, actually, uh, just so you know, I, I wasn't certain. If, you know, but God impedes me last night and told me <laughs> that's what's happening. You know? <laughs> You're funny. So you sent me a text, and it was um, Enos Cantor. I've got what he calls himself now. He's like Lloyd B. Free. He's like World uh, Enos or Freedom. Freedom, right? Enos Cantor, Freedom, right? Yeah. And and he uh, he does a lot of political talk these days, and he's usually on the right side of things almost always. And I guess he was responding to this awful person who plays for the Washington Mystics. Her name is Natasha Cloud, and she's the latest, like Brittany Griner, WNBA player, to say our country is basically trash and that we don't treat people equally and all that. What are your thoughts on that whole exchange? Well, first of all, she's an absolute disgrace. I mean, for anyone in this country to say that we're trash, as Enos Kansas said, uh, there's no country in the world that comes close to us for freedom and liberty and democracy, et cetera. When I first met Enos Cantor, then I was before he became Enos Cantor Freedom, uh, when I was in Congress. And he was very strong against what was happening in Turkey, that he can't basically travel to Europe because there's you know, warrants out for his arrest. But even more so— yeah, In fact, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't the uh, Erdogan—was it Erdogan—how do you say uh, the leader there in Turkey? Erdogan. 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 Didn't yeah. Erdogan put a head out on his father or something like that? It's something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he put his father in jail, and yeah. there's a warrant out for uh, cancer. But here's the story, and even more than that, is the way he has called out the NBA for their phony human rights, Black Lives Matter talk. I mean, they're talking about, you know, standing up for freedom and uh, uh, being against oppression. And they've invested billions in China. I mean, they are so involved with China, which is the, probably the worst human rights violator in the world, or one of the very worst. And, you know, LeBron James and others, and cancer speaks out against that. He says, you know, you want your sneaker deals, you want to, you know, get the television rights and everything to China, then don't be a hypocrite. Don't be taking these. Don't be criticizing the United States. Don't be uh, slandering cops the way they do. So, again, he's the one guy who really calls out the NBA. I tell you, I, I won't even watch the NBA anymore. They said, phony, racist, hypocrites. I have no problems with them at all. But the one guy who's out there who says this over and over is Enos Cancer Freedom. So I give him, I give him credit. He's a great guy. He's an easy guy to talk with. When he was in the office, he'd be you know, signing autographs for kids who would come by. You know, a guy who worked for me, his son who was a big Enos Cantor fan. He would talk with him. And the whole thing, he's just a, a good guy and a solid American. He became an American citizen. And with all the anti-American garbage we have to listen to, it's good to have a guy who is an immigrant who stands up for what America is all about. I want to get back to the NBA in a second. I want to move to the affirmative action decision the Supreme Court last week deciding Nope, we're going to allow kids into college now based on merit, not on color, race, creed, all those things, which I thought was a huge victory for our country and a great day for our country. But, of course, I'm going to play some audio for you from folks who cover the NBA who feel differently. What were your thoughts on last week's SCOTUS decision? I think it was a totally correct decision. You know, Martin Luther King could have written that opinion 40, 50, 60 years ago. I mean, that is... uh, Basically, it says that people should be judged on, on their merit, that you, you don't end racial discrimination by imposing more racial discrimination. And when I see people on television say that they wouldn't have been in college or, or this or graduate school without affirmative action, that means that they took this place of someone else who deserved to be there. How about the guy who didn't make it because even though he had higher grades, even though he overcame more because he didn't check the right box, he, he or she did not get uh, – 
accepted into college. We've right. gone the wrong way. This is sort of like back in the 20s and 30s when Jews were being kept out of the Ivy League because suddenly you know, there were too many Jews who were you know, you know, coming out top in their class and being accepted into schools. The same now with the Asians. I mean, schools like Stuyvesant and others, the high schools, they're trying to stop that. And the colleges, I mean, to me, I wouldn't care if the class was 100% Asian, 100% black. You're getting the best people you can. And, again, I agree, it doesn't always have to be just on grades. If you can show what a person has overcome, that's fine, whether white or black, whether it's a white kid in Appalachia or a black kid in the inner city. But don't base it on race. Base it on achievement and base it on, you know, uh, your dedication to a, a, a strong work product. I couldn't agree more. Now, Charles Barkley, who I usually like because he's not uh, one of these victim of African-American people, he he actually calls out the black community every now and then. He actually said this weekend he's going to give millions and millions of dollars to his alma mater, Auburn University, because he wants black kids to continue to go there. Charles, Charles, if they get the grades, they'll go there. But that brings up uh, Stephen A. Smith. He brought up the NBA. He covers the NBA. He covers all sports. He makes about $8 million a year, as you know, Peter, for ESPN. But he went on his soapbox this weekend about this SCOTUS decision. He usually talks NBA, but this weekend it was the SCOTUS decision. Play cut number two, Lewis. Cut number two, Stephen A. Smith. I'm appalled by the decision because of the insensitivity it wreaks. Not the law. The law, it makes sense. You read the 14th Amendment, there's a legitimate argument by the conservatives to make that point. But in spirit, a lot is missing. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the soul of this nation. And by the way, I ain't trying to quote Joe Biden. What's it going to take for us to wake up and activate ourselves to fend off this onslaught that clearly is coming in our direction? It's not just coming in the liberals' direction. It's also coming in the direction of independents like myself and even some Republicans because you got others who are extreme that don't give a damn. In the spirit, Peter, not the law, just in the spirit. Your thoughts on Stephen A.'s comments? Yeah, first of all, he's totally wrong. And the only <laughs> real onslaught I've seen in, in the last several years were the riots of 2020 when uh, you know, just cops being attacked, cities being taken over, buildings being burned down. That was the onslaught, and we still haven't recovered from that, and that's why there's been such an increase in crime. And ironically, it's primarily in the inner cities, the minority areas, or the, the victims of all this. They're the ones being victimized because of the liberal progressive policies that were put in place after the uh, riots and onslaught of 2020. No, he's wrong. Forget this. You know, this about the spirit. How about the spirit of equality, the spirit of America That's being right. a land where people who work can move ahead? So, listen, Stephen A. Smith, all these guys, they're locked in a time warp. And uh, I, I don't know why, we, you know, country pays attention to these people at all. It's, by the way, it's interesting to note that, uh, you know, the poll, the ABC poll, I guess, was that by more than 20 percent, it was 52 to 32, Americans support that decision. Right. So less than one-third of the country is opposed to the decision that all these people are screaming about. Idiots. So I posted a picture. I I live in a very patriotic neighborhood, and to Pete's uh, defense, Pete loves Bell Harbor, and Pete is beloved in Bell Harbor, whether it's Sean at Harbor Lights, my neighbors. I mean this sincerely. Peter King is beloved in that area, Rockaway, Bell Harbor, and the Ponset. So there's one lawn I've walked past. Every house has an American flag, not every other house, not many, everyone. And one lawn I've walked past, I had to take a picture, I counted 82 mini flags on their lawn. So I posted it on Instagram. So Peter, he gets so jealous that he finds some goofy block in Seaford or Oyster Bay, wherever Geisha place he lives, and he puts up a picture to me, and he goes, look, we're right with you. Not even close. Nice try. 
you guys are pretty good, but you are not my neighborhood. I'm sorry, Pete. Oh, Bell Harbor is great, and the people down there are great. I love going to Harbor Light. They're just great people down there. I don't know how they let you in the neighborhood, but you're there anyway. <laughs> yeah, and your neighbor, Anthony, is always texting me, and uh, it's great. I mean, Bell Harbor is great. No, actually, let me say, I live in Seaford, and up and down the streets, almost every lamppost yeah. has, has a flag outside it. True. Most, yeah. almost, most homes do. Yep. Again, Bell Harbor is in the class by itself. Uh, some of the neighborhood values have been going down for the last year or two. I don't know who it is. They say some... <laughs> Some guy moved in from the west side of Manhattan, and, uh, and, and, and you know, he's uh, a nude sunbather and all that. That doesn't help the reputation in the neighborhood. Uh, you're funny. No, your, your neighborhood does a very, very good job. And Anthony happens to be uh, my neighbor, Jackie Felton, whose husband, Billy's a hero firefighter. It's her father, and he gave me a Notre Dame hat for Father's Day, which you would love. On the way out, I have done a 180 on Eric Adams, um, done texting him. I'm done dining with him. Uh, he needs to apologize to that woman, Holocaust survivor, calling her a plantation owner. And if it was the first time or the second time, Peter, I'd say, you know what, fine. He has done this time and time again, even dating back to 20-plus years ago. Bernie Carrick told me when he would refer to a lot of his white officers as crackers. I have no patience, zero tolerance for a mayor who's going to be a racist or say racist stuff, and he does it. All the time, I've lost my patience. What about you? Yeah, I am. I'm really disappointed in Eric Adams. I, I, I've known him somewhat over the years. We have a, I think, very friendly, close relationship. I wanted him to succeed. I really thought that coming in as a former cop, as an African American, he was uniquely positioned. Especially, he's talking about you know, having a war on crime. That he'd be able to bring the communities together, and he would be able to really restore some element of uh, law and order. Instead. Uh, he, he's talking a good game, but when, you know, Keyshawn Sewell, she basically had to leave because of the Adams crowd that was tying her hands. And uh, to me, that, that was sort of like the last straw for me. But it's, it's a lot of talk, no real progress. And what is bothersome is that whenever he's on the spot, he falls back on the race car. Right. I mean, you know, you know a woman is up the 86-year-old woman. She's talking about a rent stabilization. She could be right. She could be wrong. Don't accuse her of being a plantation owner. <laughs> and time and again, we see this. He uses the race car, like, uh, you know, with the uh, – Daniel uh, Daniel Penny, right? Daniel Penny, and, and also the, gov- the government, the government, the uh, governor in Texas. He's- Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.